Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at www.patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey. Brett couldn't be with us, but as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And just like Sam Doherty, Corey, I am very reliable. And just like Nikolai Cockatoo, Corey, Greta, you just can't trust him. Um, but before we review Port Adelaide and the uh, Richmond Tigers today, Corey, where can the listeners get us up on social media? Uh, you can find us on social media, or on Twitter, I should say, at SC Elites, Twitter and Patreon, at SC Elites. Um, find us on Facebook, iTunes and SoundCloud, at Supercoach Elites. Um, yeah, and look, big shout out to our sponsor at www.supercoachchampion.com where you can get your 2020 ring for the low price of 100 bucks, and it definitely lifts the game of banter in every single league. Um, if you've got a cash league, I recommend just chucking a couple of bucks from each person aside. It's as easy as grabbing your ring from there. Um, good pod today, Bombs. Port Adelaide and Richmond. Lots of value, I think, especially for the on the port side of uh, things. Look, let's just not waste any time. Go straight into it. Your Port Adelaide cash cow, please, a bombs. I'll kick off by someone that was spoken about very highly in the uh, Port Adelaide Intra Club match. That's no other than Mitchell Georgie Artis, Corey. And he was pick 18 um, in the in the draft last year, taking on Port Adelaide's second pick overall. Um, now, he was actually out of the, uh, the NAP competition and all that sort of stuff due to um, a quad injury. So, essentially, you've got someone here who may have slid down a little bit on the draft board on the night just due to the fact that he was injured and they didn't get to see him in the in the uh, under-18 championships, Corey. So, keep an eye on him because uh, he was doing some good things in the intra-club and word is that he might be there round one. So, he's $130,000 forward and one of the first things I did following that intra-club match, Corey, I found an extra $7,000 and I whacked it on top of one of my uh, 123k forwards and I have to say, he's got a cool name for him. You know I like to pick players with cool names at, at certain points, and, and particularly in the rookie segment, that's for sure. I wonder so, what uh, the name will be. Well, I don't know. Mitch Georgie. Georgie. I don't want that one, actually. Georgie. Um, yeah, Mitch Georgie Artis, anyway. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. He is a key forward, though. Um, although he's a bit... They've got him listed down as a key forward for 191 centimetres. He's probably a few centimetres short of being a key forward. Well, it's funny. The other day, they kind of linked him to a Rosie type. Yeah, and, so and Rosie wouldn't be far off, would he? Yeah, that's exactly how he's, he plays. He plays exactly like Connor Rosie. So that sparked my interest because, obviously, not having a season of football um, last year, I was a little bit worried about Georgiatis. But, yeah, he comes into it and looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Yeah. Um, he was also mine, but, obviously... I'll be a little bit more exciting. I think Port Adelaide offer a shit ton of value. Um, Wiley Buzzer is a funny one to talk about. He's 140k up front forward. Obviously, they thought they needed another forward. Um, some interesting stats absolutely dominated in the VFL last year. So that he was a player that they did go and target out of Geelong. Um, well, he's ranked fifth in the VFL for um, scoreboard impact, fifth for contested marks, rates elite by champion data. Uh, for ranking points and score assists per game, and above average for disposals, contested marks, goals, and score involvement. So, look, he's not so much a, a rookie, but he'll get a he'll get a bit of game time this year, I'd imagine. Um, you know, uh, Charlie Dixon's always injured too, so probably find a little role um, there, that Dixon role at some stage. 
and obviously all the other boys that they've drafted too. I mean, Jackson Mead was the father-son. He was the one that we were kind of really excited in the preseason. Um, he's an absolute gun, this kid. He did get injured, so we probably won't see him, I reckon, early on. Um, I'd say maybe around that buy time. They'll, they'll give uh, some other players a game and um, probably put him... With, uh, get him into the twos for a little bit of game time as well down the sample. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Williams is another one too. We picked 23 they took. So uh, I think they traded a pick out to, to kind of uh, an early pick to grab a whole bunch of these, you know, picks between um, 15 or to 30. So they did, they have targeted this draft. They do believe that they got a bit of value. Um, and I think next to Fremantle, they're probably going to be the most exciting cash cow team that we'll see, and Gold Coast, of course. Yeah, and and uh, Bergman was the other one that was actually their first pick. More Bergman, um, you know, very kind of pacey. Again, someone else who lit up the intra club, but he's a bit more pricey. I think at about one hundred and forty-eight thousand. Yeah, the other um, one too is uh, small forward as well. So. Yeah, I mean, they're always a concern, aren't they? Because. Yeah. I feel like if they, if they can get their hands on the ball a little bit more, then they're going to be all right. And you look at Bergman, and, you know, in the under-18 champs last year, he only averaged 13 touches um, across those four games. So, um, you know, obviously um, that's a concern. I think he only snagged two goals as well um, across those two games. So he didn't light it up, but he was still good enough to be taking a pick 14 and dominated the intra-club, which is, yeah, uh, right. which is interesting. Yeah. He played well too. Yeah, but I think Port Adelaide, look, they're going to give us uh, another whole bunch. I mean, we had Rosie and we had Butters and um, Dersma last year. They're probably not going to be at that level, but they're probably going to debut another three or four, which we may uh, see in the years to come. Yeah, very exciting. I mean, you know, like I said, along with Gold Coast and Fremantle and, and probably Essendon, who are going to have to start bleeding some youth this year as well because, you know, they're just the teams that I don't really think are going to be around the mark. So, um, yeah. Things to come from there. Yeah, mid-pricer, boss. Um, well, big Ebert fan, but I'll, I'll let you kind of raise that one. So I'll take DBJ because I know if I took Ebert, you weren't going to raise DBJ. Big fan of DBJ, as people probably found out during the Defender podcast. I may have been a little bit too outlandish, Corey. However, I mean, do you think he could average, say, 90 on the season? Yeah, yeah. I think 90 is achievable. Yeah, I think you can go to 95. Look, he done 87 last year. Look at his four years to date. He's gone 63, 64, 71, 87. And, uh, and, and across those four seasons, he's only missed three games of football from his debut year. So I think that's a very, very good sign. Um, I think he can go 95 plus this year. I'm a big fan. I think he gets enough of the ball um, and he uses it well enough as well. Now, they've cleared out a lot of their kind of halfback flankers as well. So I think he's the main man down there. I mean, you're not going to have Houston running on a halfback flank either. Uh, Pittard's obviously the part of the club. Um, and you've had, you know, a couple of the other players that will lead too. And he's, he's, he's a good thing. Um, I'm not going to be willing, though. I'm not willing to take the pun on him at the start of the year, though. Uh, I do want to make that clear. But I won't be surprised if we are getting him into our teams to kind of complete um, complete our squads at some point. Yeah, definitely won't go there. I Look, you gave me... You knew exactly where I was going because we had spoken about this off-air that I'm a little bit bullish about this player. Um, and it's only because you raised him in our Patreon the other day and started talking about it. And I didn't know Brad Ebert was listed as a forward. I mean, I should have known that, um, seeing as though he spent a career-high 76% of his time down forward last year. Um, but this is a player that I'm really, really warming to. I don't have the balls to start. Um, 
But out of all the kind of, you know, that mid-price back bracket players, he's probably one of the ones, besides obviously Dockers and who I consider as a primo, he's probably one that I wouldn't be surprised if we were six to eight weeks in and he was sitting in the top six. Um, Brad Ebert. Uh, he rated elite for tackles last year, Bombs. Second best tackle efficiency of the top 300 for his tackle yeah. attempts last year. That's absolutely crazy. We need to see him back in the midfield, which I think will probably happen. I think Robbie Gray will be... He'll spend more time forward as he kind of gets into the later parts of his years. Um, you know, kind of teach a lot of those kids around there. We got Westhoff, who's going to go jump back on a... Um, he played some half back in the intra-club the other day, and they really liked him down there. Ollie Wines out early, so... Brad Ebert to start the year is one that I'll definitely be keeping an eye on. Probably watch list. Look, if it fails, he goes out of the watch list. If he starts to absolutely kill it, then uh, maybe come after buys or later in the year, they'll get a little bit more attention. Uh, they got the China game again. Is that back to the buys again this year, or when's that? I've um, I've read something somewhere that that game may not even go ahead. Yeah. And I don't, don't St Kilda currently have the rights to it um, with... Is it Port Adelaide, or do they have it with Gold Coast? No, it's St Kilda Port, isn't it? Do I have that wrong? I can't, I can't remember. I, think it's I, I know St Kilda came in, but I can't remember which team left. Yeah, and no, I think Gold Coast left. I think it's St Kilda Port. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, look, the early buy, I mean, it, it is a little bit of a concern. You might want to factor that in, particularly if we're you know, going to be light on in terms of uh, those kind of positional things. So having probably too many um, of those you know, plays won't be a good thing. This St Kilda and Port Adelaide, as I've uh, as I've just looked it up, Corey. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm a big Ebert fan. I think he can do a hundred on the season. Um, he's a tackler, he's an accumulator. But I think what I like about him is when he gets the ball, he likes to get some meters gained with it as well, which is really important. Now, I mean, we had the the year from Boke, we went from forward back to midfield. Seems to have kind of freshened him up. I just wonder if it's the same thing with Brad Ebert as well. The um the other good thing about Brad Ebert is he's only missed something like three or four games over the last nine years as well, Corey. So he's incredibly durable up until last year where he did miss eleven. So um yeah, big big fan of the pick. I just think the value we've got in potentially Jack Stephen and one hundred percent locking in Devin Smith for me, um, it just presents a challenge as to how do you actually fit him into a starting squad. Yeah, I don't think you could really take the risk on him, to be honest. Um he had a really good patch, like, over a five-year period. And if he was a forward, you'd really like the look of that. Um, top average of 100. He would have to, as I love to say, wind back the clock. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, really kind of blow out of the boxes. He's not one that I'm going to start. What is he, 320K? Is that, is that no, 400. 400K, yeah. If he was 320, there'd be no way I was passing that off. Yeah, okay. So he's 400K. So definitely put him in the watch list um, and hopefully he breaks out. Primo bombs? Um, well, there's only one, and uh, I might just say his name and let you talk about him because it's Dan Houston. Uh, absolute gun. I uh, don't know what else we can say. Playing in the midfield. Um, we had Scott Thompson come out today and announce that he's going to be, he, you know, he'll spend majority of his time in the midfield. Um, trainer down at, coach down at uh, Port Adelaide. Um, we also had uh, Michael Voss a couple of weeks ago blow smoke out of his ass, and Dan Houston himself said today that he is uh, a lot more comfortable as a midfielder at the moment too. So we've seen a, a good little patch at the back end of last year when he, he went in the guts and, and played really good football, but 
he's tuned to become a, uh, an elite midfielder. They think he's going to be the, one of their best midfielders moving forward too. So, um, wrapped about Dan Houston. Can't see how you can go into the season without starting him. Um, every kind of possible sign we want is here early. The only way this could change is if we got to um, the Marsh Community Series bombs and he went was playing defence again, which you won't see happen. You'll see him as a midfielder only. There's I've seen a couple of people the other day on Twitter saying that he's still, you know, it's a trap, it's a trap, it's a trap. We, we've got confirmation from absolutely everyone at Port Adelaide that he's going to be a midfielder. Um, and when you start the year, you've got to look for those out-of-position value picks are almost, in, you know, in different lines. If he was a mid-only, you're, not, you're probably not picking him. Well, you're definitely no not picking him. He, but you've got him as a defender at sub 500k, someone who's going to play in the midfield. Look, that average, 100, I think, with ease, is, is what he'll get as a midfielder um, if he stays full-time mid for the year. So you've got the value in Dan Houston. Don't start the season without him. Yeah, and look, his, his last five games, um, no, sorry, six games where he played in midfield last year, 62, but he did have high 20 touches in that game. 85, 134, 88, 105, 117. And, uh, look, you just got to take on, uh, you know, what can he... Can he agree he's not one to lie about kind of positional changes? I, I find him very abrupt, and I can kind of believe what he says in terms of, you know, who's going to play, where they're going to play, and that sort of stuff. Now, he came out very concrete and said he's going to be playing midfield. And he said he did the exact same thing with Brad Ebert, and that's why I think there are two players should be firmly on our radar potentially for top of their line finishes by season 10. Yeah, I can't remember if I did say it in the forward, uh, sorry, in the defensive podcast um, when talking about Dan Houston, if I did mention him to Dunkley that year, like last yeah. year, going into last year, you know, we had that data, we had that sample size of Dunkley at the back end of, what, 2018 now, where it was there, it was evident, Dunkley had made that midfield move. So, you know, me and you were massive on Josh Dunkley at the start of last year, and I know he didn't blow it up to begin with, but we were hold, 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 hold. He's playing midfield, he's going to explode it, you're going to get it. You speak to a lot of people, and the, the biggest mistake of last year's super coach was trading out Josh Dunkley too early, you know, to bring him back in. This it just reeks of a very similar scenario. I'm not saying he's at a Josh Dunkley level as a footballer just yet. I think I rate Josh Dunkley very, very highly. But, yeah, you've got a player playing out of position. I, I mentioned it all before. I just... Do yourself a favour. If someone's in your ear talking talking about a Dan Houston, just look at look at those games. Look at the midfield time. Monitor him over the Marsh Cup. Marsh Community Series. Sorry. Marsh Community Series, as they like to call it. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, not, he's going to be nowhere near Josh Dunkley. Um, Josh Dunkley did, what, 124 last year? Something like that. Um, was that all? I don't think it was that all, was it? Well, what was it? He averaged the same as Cripps. What well, was Cripps? 117. Maybe give or take 120. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, look, the point is, I think um, at 484, there's a lot of challenges that uh, I think we're faced with with the defender premiums right now, and I'm pretty comfortable paying 484 for someone like Dan Houston. Yeah, just, I think it's a no-brainer. Um, your, what do we do? Draft, draft slider? Yeah, do we, or do we do do not touch first? Uh, what does it matter? We'll go with draft slider. Okay. Um, now, my draft slider is obviously going to be DBJ as well, I think. Now, this is someone who's on absolutely no one's radar, I think, when it comes to uh, to drafts. And I've actually done the ballsy thing, Corey, and I've actually retained him in, the, in our keeper league. 
I held on to him as one of my eight that I'm carrying forward, Corey, because I'm building a dynasty, and DBJ is going to be a key part of that. That's what I love about keeper leagues. It's so much fun. Because me and you are on the complete opposite end of the uh, like spectrum. Like, um, scale, sorry, probably not spectrum. We are on the opposite ends of the spectrum as well. But uh, um, I love, I've got, you know, all the old blokes and you've got all the young ones. So, uh, one and done. That was don't even, pretty easy don't for even, me. don't even know about having all the young blokes. I've pretty much got Sam Walsh and DBJ. That's about it. Um, mine is Scott Lysette, if you can get him later on in a draft. Like I said, you get you get a lot of people that go midfield hungry and, um, and you know, they'll look at defence and forwards. I think if you can pick Scott Lysette up for a bit of a steal late in the draft, um, you know, when Goldstein and that starts popping up on the board. Brett is huge on Scott Lysette, and I know he would have spoken about him if he was on this pod. Um, he's one that I actually am really bullish about this year too, and I think he is a, a great draft pick, draft ruckman. Um, even if you've got to take him around his draft value, I mean, if he's on the board, I definitely uh, recommend having a look at Scott Lysette. If you're in a keeper league, there is a chance that he'll be there because um, I know a lot of people aren't, don't really keep too many ruckmans anyway. So you do not touch bumps. Um, <coughs> you know, I like to use this part of the, the program, Corey, to retire a player. And uh, Robbie Gray, you've officially been retired, mate. Um, thank you for your services. Thank you. Uh, but your forward line, your forward pocket minute is just far too high to ever warrant reselection in any of our teams ever again. And even if you had an eight-week period in the midfield, we know that in week nine you're going to return to that forward pocket role after every single person in the community has traded you in. So no matter what Robbie Gray shows you this year, do not bring him in. He was almost my mid-pricer. Um, but I do agree. How often have we had those over the years? You pick Robbie Gray and he goes and plays forward for the rest of the year. Um Mine Bombs is the number one averaging defender of last year. Um, oh, Trent McKenzie, oh, I just... Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say DBJ for a second. No, no. That's right, um, didn't he score 104, wasn't he? 110, mate. 110, so the number one averaging defender last year. Look, don't get sucked into that community. Um, he's no good, so don't pick. Yeah, he's not playing minutes. And I'll tell you now, do not touch any of you fucking idiots out there, <laughs> right, that have selected Jack Watts. Now we know we know one person who has, don't we, Corey? His name start his first name starts with an L and ends in a weight, right? And um, now if you fuck, if you're selecting Jack Watts, just fucking delete your team. Fair income. Yeah, that was a laugh actually. Um, he'll love the fact that he got a mention. Outlandish statement, mate. Oh, right, yeah, how's this? I told you today, Corey, I told you I'm going to come up with the most outlandish product uh, I reckon I've ever come up with. Now, this is what's going to happen. We're all going to select Dan Houston, right, Corey? For all the reasons that you touched on earlier. We're going to select him. He's going to be flying, Corey. He's going to, be, he's going to have 107 average, right? What's going to happen is at round 12 or round 13, Port Adelaide are going to be second, sitting second bottom of the ladder because they're overrated. And because Hinkley's gone so strong in his messages, he's going to be sacked. And um, then they're going to have a replacement coach come in, and Dan Houston's going to be moved to a back flank, and he's going to average 80 in the back half of the year. Wow, that's, uh, that is super outlandish. Very outlandish. So my outlandish statement is Hinkley will be sacked, and Houston will be taken out of the midfield when that happens. Yeah, okay. Uh, my outlandish statement is uh, Robbie Gray 
Oh, here we go. Winds <laughs> back the clock and averages 117 of the season playing. <laughs> you know what I you know, as soon as you said Robbie Gar, I just thought, I wish I had a clock, um, you know, the clock wind music. You know, wind like they're literally the sound of a clock winding back. I wish I had that on hand just so I could just press play and, and uh, go. Well, you should have because obviously that's where I was going to go, but. All right, so, all right, Richmond, okay, Jack Rock's going to wind back the clock on, on the sensing. Yeah. Um, Richmond, your cash cow. Well, I mean, how can you not pick Marlon Pickett, Corey? With what happened in the grand final, seriously, though, how could you not run him? So everyone knows who he is. He's playing, too. He, we all know he's probably going to get there in round one because you don't blame him in the grand final and probably don't play in round one, providing he's fit. And then that's all, that's all there is to say because – you don't, you don't need to spend too much time on something like this. Nah, this is a no-brainer. Um, this is you, you're probably your first pick midfielder, I reckon, is Marlon Piggott. The bloke's a gun, um, and you have to have him. Your mid-pricer? Um, you've run him with Marlon Piggott too, then, I imagine? Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm, yeah, not just even, I'm not even getting creative here. I think Marlon Piggott's it's... the one. Their team's too stacked to really... Um, Really about someone else coming like in. Like you, you got Collier Dawkins too, but I just I don't think that they'll really be looking at bleeding too much youth. Sixty-eight percent. He's owned by Corey Marlon Pickett. He's the highest. Should be a hundred. He's the highest ranked uh, in terms of percentage of ownership. He's the highest ranked in the game right now. Yeah. So that, you'd imagine there's about I reckon twenty or thirty percent there that just click generate. Clicked intelligent or no? Because if they clicked intelligent auto pick and Supercoach isn't putting Marlon Pickett in as an intelligent auto pick, then they need to change their bloody name of that auto pick back to auto pick. Take yeah, intelligent well, out. I reckon just change it to the Peter Legato auto pick. What <laughs> ends up with the? Uh, who knows what they end up with? Hey, mid price run. Gee, this is um, now. I wish I did a little bit more research on this one, Corey. I'm just going to suck you into that because you know I researched this. Tom Lynch, you know his price? Yeah, three eighty or something like that. Three. Yeah. yeah. So for someone that's underpriced, okay, someone who's shown he can average ninety three in a useless Gold Coast outfit back in twenty sixteen, I think he can do ninety five. I really do. I think uh, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he done more than that. To be honest, as well, yeah, like if he's... he became the bloody Tom Hawkins of. Not last of the year before, and you know, just put on an absolute patch of form. Full preseason this year. Full preseason yeah. and played every game last year with all those injury concerns and no preseason, and still turned down a seventy-one. The the hardest part is is just because of the value that we've got up forward too. It's just yeah. look, I wouldn't knock a team if they had him. If you've got, but you know, I think you still have to have Devin Smith there too. Yeah, and there's probably a few more around that price that are, that probably weren't selection before Tom Lynch, just with the confidence, just with the midfield minutes. And all the rest of it, because he is valued, he is valued at three hundred and eighty-eight. So you know you've got your Jack Steele and you've got your Devin Smith, you've got Brad Ebert, who we just spoke about as well. So he's probably four deep in that pack. But again, he's someone who I actually don't mind. Uh, you know, with the potential to sort of go, I reckon mid nineties. Yeah. Oh, imagine picking, yeah, picking him mid nineties. What gets you to five, five fifty? Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't trade because you're on mid nineties. F six is probably a mid nineties player anyway. Uh, I can't even remember the forward. So I've I reckon there's stuff all. I mean, aside from Whitfield, Martin, uh, you know, there's Walters, Heaney. That, that's kind of like your next line, and they're probably mid nineties anyway. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Good call. Um. Oh, mate. 
I, I can't believe you went past this, Blake. There is... I was excited about Ebert being potentially the one that's going to go to the next level and, and be a top line. We've got this guy, uh, I think is a ruck forward as well. Um, oh, shut up. It's Noel Bolter, mate. No, <laughs> oh, that's so cringe. It's, well, how can it not be Noel Bolter, Bombs? I mean, they don't have a real certified ruckman. Um, so he's probably going to have to go into the right. They they've got, they've got two of them. Uh, can you give me a name that's better than Noel Bolter? Nank? Mm, nah, not better than Noel Bolter. Next one. <laughs> that porn star with the mustache? What's mm, his name? Definitely. Is that Noel Bolter? The, the yeah. Russian? Yeah, definitely not better than Noel Bolter. So they'll probably put Nank there back down to the twos. Players. Sorry. Nank, Nank will go back to the twos, because um, Noel Bolter will probably be their ruckman. They might send Nank to go play the Alex Arantz role, I reckon. And, yeah, just put Noel Bolton. There's not... People reckon Brody Grundy around the ground is agile and, you know, good around the ground. There's no better player around the ground than Noel Bolter. So, um, he's a lock in my team. I've got him at, uh, in my Ruck 2 at the moment. I'll be moving forward. Now, Corey, there's probably some new listeners um, who are wondering... Yeah, they probably tuned off. The moment they said, yeah, he's the Corey's gone Noel Bolter, they probably thought... How the fuck do these guys have 5,700 followers on fucking Facebook? Um, fair income, Corey. Can, can you clean it up for the for the newbies who might not understand the, the generous banter that you offer in there? Uh, Noel Bolter is the GOAT, and he is my boy. Um, and I picked him early last year. I want to trade him in. Probably drunk, trade him in before round one. I'm pretty good at that. Um <laughs> And rode the wave of Noah Bolter uh, in that early shit patch before I just exploded and made me some good coin. Um, hey, on a completely complete side note, and we love to you know just go off the rails here sometimes. Um, you know, tipsy bartender, and he's always like, always drink responsibly, never drink and drive. You know when he says that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time I'm watching tipsy bartender, I just think. Always trade responsibly. Never drink and trade. I do it every time. And the, you know, the first image that pops up in my head when I see it. So. <laughs> this is something that, as we digress. Anyway, moving back to uh, just, just an easy plug for the tipsy bartender. No one's uh, he's, a good, he's a good fella. He's given us a few good recipes. Yeah, over he definitely the has. I'll tell you what, Bombs. You, you're no good at Supercoach, but I'll give you credit. You are an actual awesome cocktail maker. <laughs> it's because I'm more crazy. It's because I'm more yeah, I, um, and you know all the Patreon supporters. We are having a night at Bomb's house, so he'll make you all cocktails. <laughs> that, yeah, that's an Atlantic statement. I can assure you of that. Yeah. Let's move on to the premium, Corey. Uh, oh, mine's an old Bolter. As your premium? Yeah. yeah come on, so you can talk about yours then. Seriously, this is the first time you've actually Brett's actually seemed more intelligent than you. And he hasn't said a word all podcast. That's probably why. Um, Dustin Martin. Now, here's the premium because I think no matter what, he's going to average like 94 at the absolute minimum, and he's more than likely going to go like low hundreds, I reckon 100, 203. But I'll tell you what, I'm not sold on starting him, Corey. Oh, my God. You just say the dumbest shit. No. You want to hear me out? No, I don't. You reckon saying Noel Bolt was bad. If you don't start Dustin Martin, you're an idiot. That's... I'm Go, with it. Put, your, put your dumb two cents in and tell me what you're going to say. <laughs> put my dumb two cents in. Literally, <laughs> in the forward podcast, it, like a week and a half ago, you said he's the like the, one of the must start players in your team. And now, you, mate, you legit have like super coach bipolar or some shit. You just. 
Every but single day. Every day I get a message that's just dumb. <laughs> or it's a player that I've told you to pick that you said you never pick it and then they're in your freaking team. <laughs> yeah, I'm here on the podcast. <laughs> hey, let you you hear me out here, right? Yeah. Now, this is someone. Now, he's probably going to play 22 games because he's done that his entire career, right? So we can appreciate that. We know if we pick Dustin Martin at 540K, he's going to give us about 102 in the season and he's going to... Um, He's going to play 22 games, right? But at 543,000, what I'm saying, Corey, is that if we want to just try something a little bit sneaky, I think we can because we've got a lot of value. We've got Eberts, we've got Stevens, we've got Smith, we've got these types floating around, Hugh Greenwood even, Corey. We've got a lot of players who present a fair bit of value. What I'm saying is Dustin Martin, last year, how many tons did he score in his first eight games? One. Two. Okay. In 2018. Was one, one against Carlton in round one? Uh, let me check that. Blokes uh, loves Carlton. Yeah, 109. Yeah. Now, you know, and I'll bring you up some more stats in a second, Corey, because I've done my research here, right? So shut up. He scored three tons in his first eight games in 2019. We flick back to 2018. How many tons in his first eight games? Six. Three. And if you want to wind it back, Corey, because I know you love winding the clock back. How many tons did he score in his glorious year, 2017, where he was just fucking unstoppable? He was an abs- all the rest of it, Corey. Averaged 120. How many tons did he score in his first eight games? Seven. Four. Okay. So he has scored so in... a slow starter is what you're saying. I'm saying, Corey, he's a slow starter. Now let's bring it to 2020 because that's what we care about. You have a look at his first three opponents, Corey. Carlton, Collingwood, and St. Kilda. He... Freaking bullies, all three of them. Listen to me, Corey. Listen to me. Statistically, across his career, they are three of the bottom four teams in terms of average for him to play against. Yeah, don't go across his whole career because that goes back to when he was a rookie. Give me me his last, like, two scores against each team. I I don't have that data. Because I know he he loves bullying Carlton. All right, I'll give you... I've got got it here for you. All right, Carlton, 109. He didn't play... Uh, in the second game against us last year, and 139, right? Yep. But, nah, listen to me. What happens in round one, Corey? Are there any league games? No. no that's... Fuck. So, fuck it. Yeah, don't but, worry about but it. I'm, not, I'm more worried about price drop than anything when he drops oh. 160 on hey. Carlton in round one. Well, he's only going to have that for one week, and he's rolling average, isn't he, Peanut? Now, Collingwood, his last three against them, 66. He's not going to have it for one week. And he's rolling average. Oh, before, three, before, rolling. before price. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Which yeah, yeah. Against Collingwood, 66, 104, and 88 in his last three. And yeah. against the... I don't think Hugh Greenwood's playing anymore, though. So that's... And against the Saints, Corey. Well, neither's Dane Beams. Against the Saints, Beams. he's gone 100, 105, and 139, right? Yeah, remember that? That St. Kilda game where he dropped 139 was the one where you you said he's always shit against Saints. Remember yeah. not to pick him. And, and, that's, and, that. and that's what fucking dudes all around. <laughs> Look, what I'm saying, right, is for the people out there who might be interested, his first eight games don't possess a lot of tons or not as many as you think. And if you think he's going to absolutely tear Carlton, well, he plays them in round one when they don't even have a league, but you don't have a league opponent. So what I'm saying is potentially, and you probably won't even get Martin for much cheaper than 540. You might get him at 470, 480, you know, sort of bargain basement price. But what I'm saying is if you want to hunt value, I've seen stupider moves being made. Okay, uh, I'm going to talk about Dustin Martin. Don't listen to this peanut and just start him. 
He's the only one of two forwards that's guaranteed to score over 100 this year in Lockie Whitfield and Dustin Martin. Now, I tell you, if you're going to get that guaranteed player that's going to score over 100, and I was putting it in front of you to begin with, you take it every single time. I think Dustin Martin's going to be the number one ranked forward this year. I think he's going to average 112. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's probably not even going within 10. Of 112? Mate, he only averaged 100 flat last year. That's all right. You want to give me You want to give me over under 102? No, I'm not into making any more bets right now, Corey. What I'm saying is that... Because you get uh, too emotional on podcasts and you make stupid bets when you're saying stupid I'll, things. Look, I'll, I'll inform you of this. He's a top six forward. I agree with it. I'm 95% going to start him. However... If Jack Stephen becomes too irresistible and I don't want to call Max Gorn, Martin might be on the chopping blocks for me. Oh, no, no chance. Well, do I call Martin? I mean, what would you prefer, me to call Martin or would you prefer me to call Josh Kelly for Jack Stephen? No, I mean, that, that's Josh the kind Kelly, of Josh I'll Kelly's the number one midfielder this year. So. But, but that's the kind of decision I'll be weighing up and, that, and that's why I'm bringing it here. Probably why you need a nickname. Nah, fuck me. You know, since I've bought him in, I haven't taken him out. Shut up, dickhead. Promise you. Small alert for the West Coast podcast. Um, yeah, nah, Dusty's got to stay. Dusty has to, has to stay. He's... Oh, I like him. There's not, nothing wrong with selected. I'm not against him. I'm just saying, Corey, there's a few kind of, uh, you know, what, what's the word here? Trends that sort of happens with his scoring. He's got a, he's, he's got a lot of people that hate him on Twitter. Like Not like hate the bloke, but hate the pick. I can't see how he averages under 100. I don't hate the pick myself, but... Um, I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's one of the top five picks in my team. Okay. <coughs> um, you smoky? You draft smoky? Now, I've got a very, very good one for Is you. Is it Noel Bolter? No. There's oh. Noel Bolter's on the next segment. Do not touch list. In 2018, sure. Corey, this fella averaged 85 from 22 games. Yep. Now, last year, he was injury-affected a fair bit, and he only averaged 64, and his name's Jaden Short. Well, I forgot about Jaden Short. He's a very, very capable player, capable to get around that 90 average. See what happens with Bashahuli. I think Bashahuli's reason for being so good last year was there was a little bit of lack of uh, Jaden Short present in the team. And, um, you know, he's back and fit and firing. And, uh, look, you know, his price is 351000 Corey. Wow. I mean, he's... He I'm got sorry, a lot of chat last year. 349000 He is incredibly underspoken about, if that's even a phrase. And uh, I'm liking that one a lot, particularly for draft. Yeah. Oh, don't mind it. Don't mind it. Um now I can't see how, but mine was uh, mine was Basher Hawley. Um, I think you get a lot of people that'll sleep on him because of age. Um, and if he does slide, he's just one of those ones that might slide a round or two. And I think that you look at uh, picking him up for value. So Basher Hawley is one that I, I don't agree going early on, but you might pick up the value of Basher. He does it every single year. I think he's a great draft pick. Don't go early though. Do not touch bombs. Can I say this is Basha Hawley, right? Yeah. Since 2012, he's averaged over 90 one year and then under 90 the next year. So 2012, 83, 2013, 91, then 83, 95, 89, 94, 73. He went up to 105 
Yeah, does he drag back to underneath 90? Because he's on, on his second year kind of uh, turn here. Do not start him in your teams this year. Oh, incredibly overpriced. Yeah. And you look at his last four years, and he's missed, quick maths, 23, 26 games in four years. Yeah. He's just one of those players, like, I, I don't hate the pick eventually, but he's way too expensive. Way too expensive. Really expensive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do not touch? That's fucking hot, Bolt. So that's how? Cool. Fair. If you end up with him in your team at some point this year, I'd fair him just buy you a slab of cruisers just for the sake of doing it. Yeah, I recommend Nick Nat and El Bolter. So. <laughs> you want the slab of cruisers? That one's on me. There's no chance you'll have him at any point. <laughs> Wait till, like, oh, I haven't, mate. I'm getting relegated. Yeah, you've got an extra trade, yeah. Well, you've got an extra trade grand final week. You've already been eliminated. Just trade him in to get the slab. Now, I will caution you, I will not pay out if that's the case. No, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> mine stack. Um, I just don't. I, I, it's one of those kind of, um, uh, what do I call them? Uh, not feel good. Oh, nostalgic picks. Um, is stack. I think you might get someone that, probably not a super coach expert, but you might get a couple of novices out there that, you know, started up last year and like, oh, remember how good stack was. Um, yeah. Definitely avoid it all cost. Mm-hmm. Outlandish statement bombs. Oh, now I've kicked it up from my Port Adelaide one, Corey. You ready for? I don't even know if you're ready for this. Ready? Alex Rance. All right. He's going to unretire himself at some point in the next three months. Midway through the year, he's going to be in tip-top shape. He's going to come back into the uh, into the Richmond lineup. He's going to average ninety-five from that point. Right. He's going to play through the finals. Richmond will play in a prelim, Corey. What will happen is news will come out that he actually slept with Mrs. Hardwick the week of the prelim. And uh, and then Mr. Hardwick's going to... Mrs. Hardwick. No, yeah, Mrs. Hardwick. Sorry to throw her into this. Um, but, you know, he's a good-looking fella. Don't blame him. And uh, Mr. Hardwick, he's going to drop Rance. And then whoever they play in the grand final, the uh, full forward will kick six goals and win the Norm Smith and Richmond will not win the flag. What, Cox? Well, if, if that's who's there, then yeah, sure, Cox. Wow. How's that for outlandish? Yeah, love it. Um, mine is Noah Bolter is uh, top two Ruckman come into the season. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, mine is actually the Dustin Martin. It's not really outlandish, but Dustin Martin is the clear-cut number one forward by season's end. Yeah, that's 115 will up it there too. Um, do we talk about anything else in these things? No, we don't. No. Uh, Beautiful. Well, on... Uh, yeah, big thank you to our Patreon sign-ups. Um, I think we're at high 20s now. I think like 26, 27. Might even be higher. I probably should check. How active is it, Bombs? you loving it? Yeah, it's very active. I'm, lo- I'm loving certain community members, Corey. They're always the uh, the ones in there that I'm uh, obviously, uh, you know, I have to respond now because they're part of Patreon. I could ignore, <laughs> them on, could ignore them on Twitter previously. But I am enjoying it. And in some further news, Corey... Um, Discuss this off here with some of our business associates and uh, actually you can make that board meeting. But my captain's article now will be Patreon exclusive. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so uh, so for anyone out there that, you know, wondering, you know, well, what actually are some of the other benefits that can go on in Patreon? Well, my captain's article now exclusive for Patreon members only. Must say, too, it's been very active. You know, me, I've been on almost every single night in the live chats as well, so not even just typing, just getting on and talking to members and um, that's been great, just talking super coach, super coach 
and talking shit every night too. Um, look, a couple of other benefits of the Patreon. If you sign up before, I think, the 1st of March, you'll definitely have a spot in one of our leagues. Um, and we've got the Super the Supercoach Elites uh, Cup that we'll be running mid-year uh, with cash prizes as well too. So And other prizes, whatever we can get. Might be T-shirts, might be mugs. Might even be stubby holders. I think we're looking at get some uh, SC Elite stubby holders the other day. Um, some real skull for elites type ones too. Um, yeah, as we always like to wrap up, just a huge thank you to all our Patreon um, subscribers. Um, Patreon forward slash SC Elites. And on behalf of Bonks and myself, uh, peace out community and thanks for listening.